Welcome to the Author's Podcast with Lisa Newton. Writing a book is a dream for many people, and in today's society, it has become easier and more important than ever. If you are an expert, speaker, coach, or an authority in your field, having a book is the new business card. It can increase your credibility, enhance your status, and make you the go-to person in your field. Opening doors and bringing a flood of opportunities straight to you. You can increase your fees and start choosing the clients you really want to work with. The Author's Podcast Show with Lisa Newton is designed to inspire, educate and inform you, both entrepreneur and individual, on how to write a book, as well as writer's tips and strategies on how to actually get that book written. On today's show, you learn more about how to write a book, including writing ideas, marketing, and how to succeed in getting a book written. Here we go with the author's podcast, and here is your host, Lisa Newton. Hello and welcome to another episode of the author's podcast. Today I have my guest who is all the way from Brazil. So this is the first person I've interviewed in South America. So it's quite exciting. Her name is Adriana Gavazzoni. And Adriana is a writer, a former professor of law and has been practicing lawyer for 28 years in Brazil. Her first series of psychological and erotic thrillers called Hidden Motives Behind the Door, Laura's Journal, and The Brilliant Game won several writing contests, gathered five gold medals, one bronze medal, and five honourable mentions, and was a finalist to 12 international contests. The first two books were translated into Portuguese and published in Brazil. Adriana speaks four languages, her native Portuguese, Spanish, English and French. Adriana is also a voracious reader who loves to travel abroad dance, cook for her friends and play with her two dogs, Juno and Gaia. So on the line, I should have Adriana. Hello, Lisa. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. First of all, then, I just want to talk and start with uh, your background. So you've been a practicing lawyer for 28 years. So what's your speciality in law? How did you start off your career in law? If you give us some background to you. I graduated from university very early. I was 21 years old and I didn't know what I wanted from my career. I was too young for that. So I decided to work as a lawyer for Brazilian government. And I worked for Minister of Transportation in Brazil. From that on, I started to get involved with companies and I started to work with corporate law. And I decided after some point to leave the government and open my own practice. So I practiced corporate law. Okay. Corporate law. Okay. At what point did you decide that you wanted to write a book? You are still a practicing lawyer, so you still do law. Yes, I still do law. And I was very young when I decided I wanted to tell my stories. I believe every reader is a potential writer. My first book I wrote with 
10 to 11 years old, I wanted to be a writer back then when I was a child, but I didn't have the courage. Mm. So when I arrived to middle life crisis, 45, (laughs) (laughs) I decided I had to fulfill my dream of being a writer. And then I really decided to write a whole book and publish and at least see what was going to happen from that on. Now, it's very interesting that you say that you didn't have the courage. Do you think that writers have to be brave? In what way didn't you have the courage? You need to be brave because you are exposing yourself uh, nowadays for the whole world. When you publish, you are publishing ideas. You are publishing, in some way, the way you see the world or the way you perceive the world. And it needs courage because you are going to be criticized. Some people are going to hate your work. Some people are going to judge you by it. And you need courage to show your face and say, hey, I'm a writer. That's my book. And that's what I'm here to defend. It's very interesting you say that because I've come across people who that's one thing that's holding them back. They're scared of the negative reviews. They're scared of the criticism. They're thinking, oh, what will my friends and family think? And I think what's interesting with your book is that it's a psychological and erotic thriller. So may I ask if the ideas that you think of, is it from experience? Where do you get your sort of creativity and your ideas from for your books? First of all, Lisa, I have attention deficit. Attention depth brings mm. uh, to a person a very creative imagination. So yeah. when I decided to start a story, I decided I would like to write a romance. Then I thought this romance must have some killing because I love mystery stories. And then I thought some sex was going to be good because everybody <laughs> enjoys sex. And finally... I saw I didn't have a romance at all. I have a psychological thriller. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like a witch cooking a cauldron of flavors. (laughs) (laughs) Are those the kind of books that you yourself, that you like to read as well? Do you like erotic thrillers, psychological thrillers? I like psychological thrillers. In erotica, I never found something that really, uh, besides uh, Marquise de Sade, of course, he's a classical I never found something that had some logic it was sex for pure sex and when I decided to add sex I wanted sex with some logic uh, sex that was part of the story so my, my main character she's a, a psychiatrist specializing in paraphilias and sex appears whenever she receives a patient and he talks about his sexual life so it mm. has a contest, and that's what I wanted. But main of all, psychological thrillers is what I love. Mm. It's very interesting. Do you know if any of your sort of friends or family have read any of your work, and have they made any comments? Yes, my father. <laughs> <laughs> I published in English main of all because I wanted to be anonymous in another country mm-hmm. but uh, it's impossible nowadays with social media so in a while 
my whole family knew I was a writer, all my clients, all Brazil. And uh, finally, when I decided to translate to Portuguese, my father decided to read. And I was very, very, very anxious about his opinion because he's also a voracious reader, but he's my father and it has a lot of erotica. And he just said, oh, you have more imagination than I ever realized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a compliment. That's good. <laughs> My, my father is suspect, do you know how fathers are? <laughs> they intended to judge you subtly. Okay. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like and share this channel. That's very different. What is interesting then, so you wrote the book initially, you wrote, the, so this is the first book, Behind the Door. You wrote that in English. Yes, I did. The main idea was really to hide. I was a lawyer for 25 to 26 years when I wrote that book. And I was very afraid to mix things. A literary career with my legal one. And I really wanted to hide. So to write in English was a good idea for me on that time. So in a way... You were being brave, but they were still, you're a little scared as well, but you still did it. I don't say I was scared. I was my, um, most of all worried about the people who pay my bills, my clients, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and their opinions. Corporate law is a male world. Mm. I work basically with men, mm. and I was afraid they could look at me with different eyes. But no, it was a surprise. The clients, some clients read my novels and they find very interesting and nothing changed. Oh, that's really good. That's excellent. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. So if you are just tuning in, you are listening to me, Lisa Newton, talk to Adriano Gavazzoni, who is a Brazilian lawyer of 28 years and also an author of erotic and psychological thrillers. Her books are, include Hidden Motives, Behind the Door, Laura's Journal and The Brilliant Game. Then Adriana, so I think it's interesting. So even though, and I think this is a message for the listeners out there, even though you could be in quite what I think is a very tough environment, being in law, perhaps, you know, having to face the judge, going into court, fighting on behalf of other people, there still can be an element of what might the client think, what might people think if I start doing this, if I start, you know, following your dream, which is writing. But you mentioned like, you know, maybe midlife crisis. One day you just thought, right, I've got to do it. But was there any specific event or incident or anything when you just thought, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write it. I'm going to get it done. Was there any specific thing? I think this midlife crisis happens uh, to 
everybody. You arrived to a certain point in your life uh, where you have acquired some things in your career. I was very pleased it was my career, but mm -hmm. I didn't have any more challenges. I needed something to challenge me. And I had that dream. And I thought, uh, I have left half of my life. I just have half of it. Maybe if I'm lucky, I don't believe I'm going to live to 90. But if I have half of my life, I need to do things to please me. My work pleases me, but it's something I've accomplished a long time ago. So I needed a change. I really needed a change of scenario. I needed, I really needed a change in, for myself. Mm. And not just for paying the bills, for accomplishing something in my career. It was something for me that I needed to do for me. And mm. I did. Mm. When people arrive to a certain point, they need to think less in others people opinion and yes. what you want to do of your life what you uh, really want to do that's the question yes i completely agree it's inspirational i think when i speak to different people from different walks of life that actually do right it's really i think empowering it's motivating because anyone if they really want to, can do it. And it's an interesting thing you said that if you're a reader, then you can be a writer. So I think that should inspire everyone. So how long was it between doing the first book, Behind the Door, Hidden Motives Behind the Door, that you started with the next book? Oh, it was immediately. I wrote yeah. Behind the Door in six months. When it okay. was over, I started to look uh, the, the usual path of a writer, look for an agent, an editor, and I got a publisher in the United States, and this publisher uh, published my, my work, and I immediately started the new book because I have the main idea in my head, but it was going to be too long. So I made an end to the first book, but I already have more for the second one. In another six months, I was ready. A whole year, I had two books. Okay. And how did you fit in the time around running a busy law firm? <laughs> and, oh. You know, playing with your two dogs, doing your traveling, dancing, cooking, you know. How did you fit it all in? First of all, I don't have kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a very tight schedule. Uh -huh. I obey a very tight schedule and I have lots of discipline. Every day I arrive at my office very early around 7, 7.30 p.m. And for an hour I write. Okay. I write a new book. I, I review books. I, I try to write something, good or bad. And then I start to work in my legal profession. When it's over, I'm going to write a little bit more to check what I've, I've written during the morning in the first hour. And then I'm going to do the rest of things. I'm going to work out, to dance, to cook, to be with my dog, with my husband. But it's a tight schedule indeed. Lawyers must travel and uh, uh, we have a very complicated life. We need to present ourselves in front of judges. 
Yeah. Uh, the main thing is you need to have a goal and you need to have discipline to reach that goal. So my goal uh, is that to write for one hour per day and then be a lawyer. Until the day I can be only a writer for the whole time. It's interesting. Would you like to write full time? Uh, yes, yes, okay. I do. And in some way I do that because uh, in Brazil, writing procedures are more common than oral procedures in law. So mm. I had to write a lot to defend my clients. In mm. some way, I write the whole day. I just would love to change that for writing fiction. Mm. Yeah. You have written a book about contracts in Brazil. You, you have actually written a law book about contracts in Brazil as well. Um, yes. International contracts. Yeah, and how was writing, a, let's say, a factual book, very legal, on international contracts, how was that different from writing fiction? Do you prefer the fiction or was it easier? Was it harder? How would you compare the two? Fiction comes from the heart and a legal book comes from very hard legal work. I've been to Columbia University, I've been to Harvard Library, I've, I've been to Sorbonne Library to research for that book. It was very tough research indeed for that book. Uh, writing fiction comes from the heart. Of course, I need uh, some research to give support to the scenes. I don't like to present for readers. Uh, scenes there can't be real. They are fiction, but they could be real. So I have some research of uh, research work, of course, but it's totally different because I just listen to my heart to write a, to write a scene. And legal field, it's just technical, technical, technical work, no poetry at all. Mm. No, that's that, that's interesting. And. I suppose when it's a law book, if the law changes, then future editions of the book will be needed to be updated. So it's one of those things I suppose you can't leave every so often. You have to keep going back to the book and updating it. Yes, I already did that sometimes because the decisions change also the way the courts see things change and uh, that requires a lot of work too mm. but I enjoy I really enjoy fiction okay so you said that you got it translated into Portuguese the first book hidden motives behind the door did you get the other books Laura's journal and the brilliant game also translated into Portuguese as well uh, just Laura's journal because I translate my books myself I don't okay. want to lose the essence. Yes. And, uh, it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> to write, to translate, <laughs> to do everything is a lot of work. So the brilliant game is going to be translated for next year. And my question is, because I'm always fascinated, because I speak Spanish quite well, but, you know, to write in one language and then to try and express yourself in another Sometimes the language can flow better in a certain language than in another. So just in terms of writing, so I'm fascinated because you do write in English. How was that process in translating it back into your native tongue being Portuguese? Was it? Uh, 
complicate. <laughs> I, mm. I can say that mm. because whenever uh, we write in a foreign language, we are thinking yes. uh, in that language. Yes. So expressions that make sense in that language doesn't make sense in our in my language, mm. for example. Mm. Expressions that are very well accepted in English. For example, Americans say a lot of words that if I translate that literally in Portuguese, it's going to be too shocking for people. So <laughs> I had to translate that without losing the essence of the book. And that was very hard. It was harder to translate than to write the book. Mm. That's interesting. So what advice would you have for anyone out there that does want to sort of translate? I just think it's fascinating without losing the essence, like you say, to sound like the author, but in a different language. Uh, I think it's amazing. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it's a good question. I think if you are translating a novel, for example, try to talk to the author. Mm -hmm. to understand what the author really wanted to say with that. If you don't, if you can't, if the author is dead, or if you, you, you <laughs> can't uh, get in touch, uh, try to understand the, the local culture. Best mm -hmm. way is watch movies, watch series. You quickly are going to understand which language is common sense, which language, uh, language is rude. Mm -hmm. You have to have an idea about the environment where the book was written. It's mm. the best way to keep the essence. Just out of interest, are any of the books set like literally in Brazil or where does all the action take place? No, 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 no. The books are placed mostly in New York and Paris. Ah. Two cities I love to travel to mm. and I know very well. So I'd like to write about places I know. But I was uh, writing in English. I decided for a local landscape. So it's mainly New York and Paris. Okay, very interesting. And I suppose you travel there on research trips. <laughs> Do you get a feel for the... Oh, yes, a, a lot. <laughs> During my whole life, I've studied for some time in France and I was in Columbia Library for some time, as I told you before. And I go there every year once at least. I go to Paris or to New York once a year at least. And that helps a lot. But while finishing the book, I go to the places I write to check the locations and to see if what I'm writing is correct or not. And I have an American editor who helps me a lot with local culture. She says, no, that's not normal. No, that's too Brazilian thinking. Don't do that. And that helps a lot. That's excellent. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like and share this channel. So if you're just tuning in, I am talking to Adriana Gavazzoni, who is a writer, a former professor of law and has been practicing lawyer for 28 years in Brazil. Adriana currently lives in Brazil and has written various books, psychological erotic thrillers, including Hidden Motives, Behind the Door, Laura's Journal and The Brilliant Game. And she's also written a, a law book about international contracts in Brazil. Adriana, then, just to sort of wrap up, 
Any tips on promoting books and marketing your work? Do you have any ideas to share with the listeners, particularly if it's fictional? Yes, main of all, you have to expose yourself. The idea that an author writes a book and publishes and it's over, mm. uh, it's completely over also. Yes. You need to expose yourself. Social media helps a lot. You have to have develop your social media. You have to give interviews like I'm doing today. You really have to brag about your book or people are not going to buy it. I believe social media is a great place and it's free mm -hmm. uh, to advertise books. You just have to understand its mechanism, how it works, and how you can reach the whole world with it. And you are done. I have a Twitter war with more than 40,000 followers. Oh. And I developed that with lots of patience and, again, discipline. You have to follow the right people. The right people are go is going to follow you. And uh, it's all about uh, discipline, dedication, and a goal, as I said before. So social media is the best way for me. Yes, indeed. The listeners can find you on Twitter at A underscore Gavazzoni. And Gavazzoni is spelt G-A-V-A-Z-Z-O-N-I. So that's on Twitter. And then you can find Adriana on Instagram at Adri, as in A-D-R-I underscore Gavazzoni and this will all be in the show notes and that's on Instagram and Adriana is also on Facebook as author A Gavazzoni on Facebook as well for 40,000 Twitter followers is amazing that's, <laughs> that's excellent yeah it is how many times a day would you say that you tweet or do you have a specific strategy if you're getting a new book and it's going to be released do you you know start telling the followers about it do you release a sample uh, paragraph i have everything connected facebook instagram twitter so whenever i publish one of them it's going to go to the others it's yes. the easiest way to not spend much time on twitter once right. a day i check for messages i check for personal references people people does and uh, once a day, I check my Facebook, my Instagram, my mail also because I answer to readers. I love to answer them. And uh, I publish things on my site once a week. So it's pretty intense and uh, it's pretty tiring to mm. market to yourself. But you have to do mm. Yeah, no, I agree. And your website is www.agavazzoni.com and Gavazzoni is G-A-V-A-Z-Z-O-N-I. Yeah, I can imagine it's, um, that's the thing with, with social media, you can spend your whole entire day on there, I find, but it is worth it when you have interaction and it's really good that you do actually answer emails. I know that I've had emails before and people are so shocked. That, oh, my gosh, I've got a reply. But I think, you know, if someone's read your book and, as you know, has written to you and has been moved or whatever by your work, it's nice to acknowledge 
an email and say, yep, thank you for reaching out and things. So it's good that you do reply. I love to do that. It's a pleasure to do that because it's the answer of readers uh, to my job. They are they are being nice. Usually they, they write nice words and it's very good to interact. Hmm. Yeah, excellent. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. So... If you're just tuning in, I am talking to Adriano Gavazzoni, who's a writer, former professor of law and a practicing lawyer for 28 years in Brazil. Her first series of psychological and erotic thrillers called Hidden Motives Behind the Door, Laura's Journal and The Brilliant Game are out now. And where can the listeners actually buy your books? On Amazon? Uh, I'm on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, Barney Nobles. Uh, I, I don't know if there is Barney Nobles in the UK. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And on your website and, as well? But, uh, uh, on, on my website, it's just a link for Amazon because I okay. didn't find a way to sell my books by myself. Uh, it's mm. complicated. Mm. But Amazon pretty much. Yes. And I think for some people who think to themselves, you know, I will, I don't know, have a box full of books or a whole room full and every day I'll run in there and run down to the post office. No one's got time for that. Amazon does what they do and they do it really well. <laughs> I would say to They do. They are, they are great and they are great for everything because you have daily reports on your yes. sailings. Their accounts are great. Uh, they are very serious. I had I had tons of problems with a, a previous publisher I had, and uh, Amazon uh, is very very good. Yeah, I agree. Thank you very much, Adriana, for being my guest on the Authors Podcast. I think we've got some good ideas there, and it's inspirational to know that it doesn't matter where you are and what you do as a profession. If writing is something that's been in the back of your mind. And something that you really want to do, it's something that you just have to do. <laughs> Any other final words, Adriano? Oh, I would like to thank you, Lisa, for the opportunity. It's very important for us writers to expose our work. Yeah. And I just would like to thank you very much for a so pleasant interview. You are <laughs> A wonderful interviewer. I felt like I was home. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. And thanks very much for everybody listening to us. Yeah, thank you. So, everyone, I hope that has given you some motivation and some encouragement to get out your pen and paper or get out your laptop and to put on your creative hats and to get that thriller should it be an erotic thriller uh, down on paper so you've been listening to me lisa newton this is the author's podcast thank you for tuning in and i'll see you next time you have been listening to the author's podcast with lisa newton sponsored by boogles limited tweet the show at boogles underscore books spelled 
B-O-O-G-L-E-Z underscore books. You can also contact your host via the email address lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And if you want to join our author's community, join the inner circle at www.writerbook.net. You have just been listening to the author's podcast with Lisa Newton. See you next time.